Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Pegging a rock at Thandor's head, Brackei advised it was time they fled. A war host of goblins hot on their tail, Snatch was wounded and looked rather pale. Stopping for water, they rested their steeds. No time to waste, or they'd give up their lead. From out of nowhere, an unseen attack, impaling Elan. Blood poured down his back. Struck by an invisible servant of hell, saved only by Brakai's keen sense of smell. Onwards to Twelve Oaks, pushing their mounts, knowing the goblins would settle accounts. The townsfolk were ready to flee from the scene, to mete out some justice. Bex was keen. They hopped on a wagon of extra-large size. The charging goblins were close to their prize. The horde emerged, and out from a portal, a familiar face, no longer mortal. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. You are joining us at episode number 22. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brackei, the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Ben and I'm playing Snatch, the Alfling Rogue. My name's Jack and I'm playing a tiefling bard. What's your name, mate? Ah, uh, uh, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'm Dan, and I'm playing Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. And I'm Greg, I'm playing Alan, Aaron, Aeon, and Asamar Sorcerer of Helm. Ding! And I'm also playing the DM today, which is everything else. So, at the end of the last game, you helped each other up onto the extra-large wagon, which contained a, a series of uh, logs, the timber from the town of Twelve Oaks, uh, and was crewed by ten of the villagers, including uh, Devala's mum, Beshed, who was at the front, sitting next to the renowned gnome wagon pilot, Maverick Mock, and his companion, Goose. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, thank you. Uh, And you were fleeing the town of Twelve Oaks as it was burnt by the Goblin host, and uh, the horses were galloping away from the howls of the the wargriding goblins as they swept in a pincer manoeuvre towards you. Well, most of our horses were, all except one. All except one, which was dead. Yeah. Um, and then the goblin spellcaster used that horse's corpse to cast some blood magic and Ooh. summon a devilish portal, which allowed the ingress of a uh, familiar-looking devilish figure, a humanoid, a large humanoid with huge bat wings and sharp horns, and a, a series of bat-like uh, small humanoid creatures flew out of the, the portal as well. Like as in they're like small people with little tiny arms. Yeah, they're like shit. they're like little humanoids. They're covered in spikes. They have lizard-like faces and heads and huge bat-like wings and a long tail trails behind them covered in spikes. So we've seen one of those before in the command tent? Yes. Right. Yeah. 
Little blue mate <clears throat> that shot Bex yeah. through the throat. Oh, mate. These ones are purple. Ooh. And, um, yeah, they accompany this, uh, this devilish figure, uh, a large human, and he, he carries a, a large spear with a barbed tip. And uh, he, he spreads his wings and takes off after you as well. And as you gallop ahead, the, uh, the wagon begins to really pick up pace. The horses are galloping, the team, you can hear them snorting uh, as they pull the, the wagon and you hear the howls of the, the wolves on either side of you as they rush through the, the wood. So the wagon is traveling along an, a narrow track, but it's a well-paved track that leads south. It's a straight road that leads on. And you remember from uh, when you were still in Twelve Oaks and Beshed told you that there's a point where the horses are unhitched Mm -hmm. and then the wagon rolls downhill towards Shadefall from there. And it's controlled by the two large brake levers, which uh, Maverick stands on his chair and hangs grimly onto the two levers (laughs) as he looks ahead. A pair of goggles strapped to his face. Are the levers bigger than him? Yes, way bigger. (laughs) He's on the seat on a box on the seat, so he's got a high chair. And he's got the two levers and, and, and he's reaching out. Can you just describe the cart again? It's got the wedge shaped nose. Yeah, it's got like it's... a ship like prow. So this big uh, steel ship like, like, but uh, flipped upside down. So like a almost like a bulldozer oh, yeah. front. Yeah. Uh, and then it's a long cart. It holds the logs on top of it. And at the back, the logs are all strapped onto the cart. There's six uh, steel bound wheels on each side. At the back, there's a, a five foot tray. Uh, which you can stand in with a, a tail gate on the back of it, mm-hmm. uh, and the logs are strapped to the um, the wagon with large uh, ropes which go over the top. And of is is it a tray in the back, uh, or or um, are the logs like is it a flatbed with no side? No, it's a tray okay. at the back. So yeah, the logs. Uh, so the logs are on a flatbed, but at the back there's a tray that just sits around the back for. Um, and there's like coils of rope in there and you've all pulled each other up into there. The humans are all hanging onto the, um, the wood at intervals along. Some of them clutch um, clubs and, and old rusty swords that they've pulled from attics. Uh, and some of them hold axes. So they're woodsmen, they're the remaining fit men of 12 Oaks yep. uh, who are helping to protect this precious load of cargo, okay. which will be one of the few things that generates them income when yeah. we get back to Greenmead. I think if the threat is not super close to us and while we are moving, um, Snatch is just going to make sure that he's got his crossbow ready and his bolts handy, but if there is rope lying around, I think I just want to make sure I can secure myself to the cart, uh, like maybe find a bit up near the top of the wagon, tie around there and tie around my waist. Okay, um, you can tie to the, the logs uh, or onto the tray next to you. The tray. Yep. I don't think I want to tie to the logs. Why not? Um, <laughs> I don't know, I just have, I've got a feeling that maybe that might be a really bad idea. So do you use your own rope to do that? Or yeah, do you sure, the, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. reach into my pack and get out the... Uh, the, the wolves are pursuing you, so they are gaining on you because the, the horses can only pull this wagon so fast. Uh, mm. The wolves are definitely gaining on you uh, and the, it's starting to become dusk, so the light is quickly fading and uh, you can see 
uh, in the, the fading light in the sky, the figures of these bat-like creatures flying up and the one large humanoid surrounded by the ten bat-like creatures as they fly, they gain height in order to dive down on you. <laughs> I'm definitely going to ready a crossbow bolt. Uh, for uh, Thandor, like because he's human and uh, light's starting to fade, he's going to um, lift his glaive high up in the air and then he's going to cast light onto the tip of his glaive and so that sheds uh, light in a, in a 20 foot radius and dim light for another 20 feet past that as well. So try and help everyone just kind of see if any creatures are coming closer to us. We might look like a little bit of a beacon, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's, well, a, it's a risk I'm willing to take. They probably had dark vision anyway. Yeah. Seeing you do that, Alan uh, casts light on the end of one of the logs, uh, mm-hmm. which also sheds light across the back of the wagon and allows everyone to see in the same radius. Uh, Beshed uh, clambers over the, um, the logs, speaking quickly to each of the people from her town, and as she approaches you, uh, she hands out to Snatch, Alan, and Oriki. Uh, a small vial of uh, healing potion. She says, uh, from the medical stock, it looks like you need them. Oh, out convenient. Thank you. I'm going to pop the cork off and down it straight away. Alan does the same. <laughs> Can I roll to see if um, Bashed is, like, um, trustworthy? Sure. Uh, I don't know what... What would I... Perception, I guess. Uh, insight? Insight, yeah. Ooh. Six and two is eight. You believe she is yeah, trustworthy. Okay, yeah. very strongly. Plus, I've already down mine, and I don't think I'm dead. What? <laughs> fourteen hit points. Oh, I go up fourteen hit points. Yeah, everyone else fourteen. Oh, points. sweet! So I don't have to roll. Nice. I'm up to full. Oh, I drink mine. And you heal fourteen <laughs> hit points. <laughs> Ariki, do you want to do anything to prepare? I was thinking of maybe checking if um, Maverick has his seatbelt on. Does he have a seatbelt? Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Don't have been invented yet. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> He's probably. a fair way across as well. It oh, takes okay. a bit to get, oh, get okay. there. Well, then I'm not going to do that. Beshed begins to clamber back yeah. towards the front of the wagon. Uh, and the, So you're rushing along this road and the trees are whipping past you on either side. The horses are at full gallop and you can hear the wolves getting closer. Braco looks at uh, the party and whoever's in reach of him and says, "We're going to need to hold these wolves and goblins off while we take while they take the horses off. Get ready." And he he has a javelin in his hand that he drew at the end of the last game. And if he he makes takes a look to see if there's anything remotely in range, or is he just going to take a throw at the closest thing that's around him? Uh, there's, there's nothing quite within range of him yet. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a symbolic gesture. Yet, to, yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. You can see some wolves, uh, in fact, the wargs running. He's going to throw it high in the air, trying to knock out something from the sky. Just yeah. as a, The uh, big humanoid with the wings? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely disadvantage. That's a one. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, fair <laughs> one. <laughs> So you were in the tray. Yeah. Um, you, 
you go to throw this javelin and you take, you because you're throwing long distance, you inflect, it, uh, reflexively just take a step forward. And as you throw it, you tumble forwards uh, off the back of the wagon. Can you make a reflex save? Oh my god. Uh, sorry, a dexterity save. Uh, 12. <laughs> you uh, hook, you just hook your foot on and you swing down, but you're hanging from the back of the tray. Uh, can everyone roll initiative? Yeah, I'm be like, I want to help That's him a up. great place to start <laughs> yeah, from, yeah, Brackeye. Yeah. Um, just while we do that, Snatch wants to yell out to Davala. How far away are we from the unhitching place? Um, she yells back, maybe 20 minutes. Alright, thanks. I got a 21, DM. 20! You guys were talking and I got really excited and <laughs> I told it back. <laughs> Natural 20. Nat, nat 20. So uh, 22 for initiative 4. And all. Um, yeah. Sorry, Beshed yells back to you. We're coming close to it. I'm, I'm not sure in the dark. Uh, so you got a 20 for initiative? 22. 22 total. And all. 21 for Snatch. I got 17, so... 2. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you roll a one? Yep. You rolled another one. That's two in a row. Well, that, I guess that makes it the last out game. Cancels out with 220. 220s in the last game. Yikes. Brackeye. Well, it makes sense. You're fucking hanging off the back of a friggin' it does. card. It You're not going to have the best. Uh, as as you all in horror watch Brackeye swing over the tailgate at the back of the wagon as it gallops along and the road rushes underneath you, the demons, uh, the devils above, begin to dive down towards the uh, towards the wagon, Thandor. So how how far out are they? The... They are fifty feet out. Fifty feet. Um, Thandor is just going to rush over and just. Uh, Grab onto Brackeye and try and pull him up out of like danger, and just try and get him his his feet right. And do a strength check for me. Strength check. I'll cover ya. Uh, so strength is plus two to that, so that's a fifteen for. Thandor, you rush forward and reach over the tailgate and grab Brackeye by his belt and wrench him back into the train. You both stumble back and hit into the logs behind you. <laughs> Thanks. You okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, that's good. Alan <laughs> scrambles to the top of the logs behind you and casts a firebolt up into the sky. Um, he holds. He actually holds two hands up and summons some of his sorceress energy and fires two firebolts at the same time. And they fly straight and true and smack into the large humanoid figure that's diving down. And the flames erupt around him and engulf him and he emerges from the other side laughing, unaffected by the damage. Surely Alain says something. <laughs> oh, bugger! Uh, snatch. Snatch uses his cunning action to try and hide if there is anywhere within the logs that he can hide. He can crouch down behind the tailgate. Yep, great. So uh, that is a 20 for stealth. Yep. And then he is going to... 
Can I ready to shoot anything that comes near either Thandor or Brackeye? What is hiding an action or a move? It's a cunning action as part. It's a bonus action because I'm a rogue. Yeah. So. Oh, so because I've used a bonus turn. action, yeah. Yeah, you can ready the. You've got enough time. So yeah, you hide down behind the the tail and you. Uh, have your crossbow at the ready. Yeah. Uh, poisoned quarrel loaded. Um, oh, I, I didn't, didn't say that I'd okay. poison them. Yeah, I should have, but no. So it's unpoisoned. Uh, so I yeah, crouch down and hide in the tray and just want to protect my allies uh, until they're up and on their feet. But if anything comes down and attacks them, I'm going to shoot off a bolt. Alrighty. So the so they're now fifty feet away. Okay. Yeah. So the wagon races down uh, the track. Uh, you're all in the tray at the back, except for Alan, who's up on the logs. There's goblins on warg riders sweeping in from the sides, and ten bat-like spined small humanoids and a large humanoid all diving down from the sky above and behind you, and they're all diving straight towards the back of the um, what looks like the back of the wagon, uh, and they are 50 feet away from you. Okay. Um, Everything's fifty feet away. The wargs and stuff. Everything's all of fifty it. feet. Okay. Okay. So there's there's heaps of bats and stuff coming towards us. They're, um, they're, they're small, so they're the same size as snatch. Okay. Would you say they were susceptible to sounds? All right. I'm gonna. <laughs> you, Listeners, got... Greg shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> They've got ears. Yeah. Okay. Good. I am going to cast Shatter again. I think Ariki is somewhat impressed with the way that it turned out last time. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you cast it at point blank range again? Or? Um, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're 50 feet away, so I probably cast it 50 feet away. Okay. Um, Are you targeting any of them individually? In- well... There's like 10 of the bat-like creatures, five on either side of the large bat-like creature in the center, the large fiendish creature in the center. Oh, okay. So oh, okay, all... so maybe I'll cast it on the bat-like... The big guy. The big guy. Yeah, yeah. okay. And so it'll be in a 10-foot radius around Absolutely, that. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ariki, feeling that the situation is dire and, and somewhat aware of the power of Shadow and probably also thinking it's the last second-level spell she's got, is <laughs> um, pulls from her bag a piece of glass again. Oh no, it's not fucking glass. It doesn't have to be a thing. Uh, oh no, Use your I have. I find a chip of mica in my <laughs> another chip of mica. Poor mica is losing <laughs> Poor <Micah>. hair fast. <laughs> um, and strum the mica on my loot, and then at the fiendish figure, I point the loot and say, "Suck on this," and then fling the mica through space, well not space, but through the air, to land approximately 50 feet away on... 40 or 50? 40 or 50 yeah, on, yeah. on the... You strum tube. and throw the piece of mica yeah. and it flips out yeah. in, in slow motion, it arcs out perfectly yeah. towards them, and uh, you see the, the, the large fiendish figure try to, to turn, but the mica sort of detonates next to him, mm-hmm. and it catches him and five of the um, other winged creatures. Okay. So, um, what's the effect? A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. 
A creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal or metal has disadvantage on this saving throw. Okay, yeah. um, the big guy makes his save, but the five little ones do not. Yeah! Okay. Nice. Roll that damage. Okay, so two, five, and that is nine. Nine points? Yeah. And half for the other? So I guess that would be... Four. Oh, so a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage if it's in the spell area. They're all, there's no floating items, so they're all... <laughs> there's just like a, there's a toaster flying through the air near them. Yeah. That takes yeah. damage. Yeah. Just thought um, I pointed out. Just, uh, One of these silver weapons are, that you got yeah. off. Flying toasters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The rare flying toaster bird. Uh, yeah. One of the last of its kind yeah. struck from the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taking double damage and dying. So yeah, the, the detonation goes off and, and blasts uh, blast them, concusses them. The large devil seems relatively unaffected, uh, but the other smaller beasts around it are deflected from their attack vector. Uh, and they actually, um, because of the concussive burst, they swoop off in different directions. But the remaining five sweep towards the tail of the wagon. And as they do, they split on either side and they strafe the side of the wagon. Um, you just tell me when you want to use this shot. And the, um, the large fiend swoops in and land uh, and just lands straight on the back of the, the wagon um, tray. So the, um, on the back of the tailgate, his, um, his hooves slam down on the wagon, uh, the tailgate, and bend it down. Uh, so you're like right He's underneath right next him. To me. Yeah, you're right <laughs> underneath him. Uh, Alright, so as that uh, fiendish dude is kind of landing, I can see he's about to land on the tray, I swivel around and I fire off a crossbow bolt. Yeah, you're and... ready as they come in and you, you're, you're um, lining up the different targets as they swoop towards you and you yeah. stay on target, stay on target, stay on target. Sixteen plus six, that's twenty-two. That is a hit. Great. You managed to find a uh, join in his armor. So sneak attack, because he hadn't seen Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So that's a d8 plus two d6 for my sneak attack. Uh, uh, 10, 12, 16 points of damage. Uh, you fire up at him as he flies in and you graze the inside of his thigh. Uh, and it cuts through the inside of his left leg and he roars in anger and pain and as he lands uh, the light uh, being cast from Thandor's spear and the log on the back of the wagon illuminates the twisted face of Bruval. Bruval! Oh, Who are you again? <laughs> and he lands with a roar and looks directly at you, Brackeye, and says you and stabs the spear forward just quickly is he coming in within 10 feet of us uh yes he is so i'll take an opportunity attack on him as well for sure yeah uh, it'll be I as he swoops in and lands on the back of the tailgate so you both like right fire up. and stab as he comes in yeah sweet so as he's coming in thandor's with his glowing glaive is just gonna hack and slash at him as he's coming into land. 
and rolls not too bad. That's a 20 in total. That is a hit. Nice. Yes. And for listeners at home, that's because of your polar mastery? Yeah, polar mastery. Sweet. I get extra reach. It's usually like a long spear, like with a sword on the end, so you've got yeah, reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so you can, get, get, them as get, get them as, um, as they're starting to come draw closer. Uh, and so Thandor did seven points of slashing damage against. This guy that he doesn't know. Uh, you slash in towards him, but he tries to deflect with his spear, but you're still able to, to maneuver your blow so that it strikes against his armor of uh, his upper left arm. You see it, um, him take the hit, but no blood is drawn. And then he goes, you! <laughs> and then he goes, you! And stabs his spear into you! Um, so, Snatch and... Thandor, you both noticed that your blows did less damage than you would have thought they would have. Okay. Curious. So the um, Bruval strikes towards you twice with his spear. Brackeye. Ouchie. You take 13 points of damage as the spear pierces you twice, once in each shoulder. Arm knee. I've got you down to eight. Arm knee. <laughs> right. I've got you down to eight. Is that right? Thirteen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, spined devils um, strafe past the side of the wagon, and as they fly up the length of it, they spear um, at the villagers. And oh, they are very successful in their sweep, and all five manage to spear a villager, and you hear the screams as they're ripped off the sides of the wagon. <coughs> and you see it, see um, five goblins on wargs on each side of the wagon dash out and uh, move up alongside the wagon, keeping pace. Brackeye. Having just been speared in the shoulder, both shoulders by Brugal, and feeling very conflicted about that because he feels like he had some role in Bruval's transformation into what he has now become. I want Brackeye to do a perception check just to see how well secured the logs are on the back of the wagon. You know that they're well secured. Well, in that case, Brackeye starts to rage, going down quite low on hit points and feeling very threatened. He rages and frenzy attack and recklessly attacks. This guy who was brutal but is now some fiend wielding a spear, hurting him. So the short version is you attack brutal? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> First attack is is not very good. It's only a well, it's it's a sixteen. Uh, you swing uh, your sword on an overhead chop, uh, and he uh, spins his spear around and blocks the blow. Rakai. Makes his second attack. 20! Nice. Um, so, <laughs> so you've swung an overhead blow oh, and he sorry, parries he it with the, the haft of his spear. Bringing it down on his left hand side, he tries to sweep up and just swipe right across the front. Right from Bruegel's kind of right um, leg bow, right up to his left arm crutch. Mm-hmm. Tries to swipe right across his front and slash him right across the front. Perfect sense. Thank you. We should, on the website, we should at some point release like a black eyes anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Just a diagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Alright, that is 10, and then for the crit. Whew, that means 15, so that is 25 points of damage. Uh, it is a solid critical hit, but again, uh, you, your sword does not bite as deep as you expect, and his fiendish armor and skin seem to resist your blow. Um, but you still manage to sweep upwards with enough force to knock him backwards off the tailgate, and he fl- uh, he lifts up into the air, and then with a snap of his wings, catches. They billow out, and he disappears behind you. Um, well, he's still there, but he disappears to the edge of the light and then begins to immediately chase after you awesome. again. So it's like he just puts the brakes on with the billowing wings. Yeah, and he just catches himself <laughs> cool and flashes yeah, yeah. forward. Just did um, Batman. <laughs> diving, diving towards you again. Um, so there's uh, goblins on wargs on either side. Um, there, As he snaps his wings as well, the five remaining spine demons catch up. Uh, and they surround him, um, and then the five others are ahead at the front of uh, the wagon, and you hear the screams as the um, humans that they've speared are dropped off the side, and you hear sickening thuds as they uh, hit the ground, uh, and one is caught under the wagon wheels, and the uh, wagon bumps along over the top of him with a horrible crunching sound. Um, the horses scream in terror as well, and it seems that you didn't think this wagon could go any faster with the horses, uh, but they are uh, hammering along. Um, and Maverick calls back and says, We're getting close! Thandor. So, uh, Th- Thandor is uh, really confused after just watching... Um, this demonic-looking, fiendish creature that has just attacked his good friend, Brackeye, and everyone seems to recognize him, and he's... But he doesn't recognize him, he doesn't know what the hell's going on, so he's just uh, going to clasp his uh, symbol of, of Tempus and say, Hello, Tempus? You there? I need some help. Please, buddy. I, I, I feel like I can do this, but I really need some help. Like, right now and is going to cast Divine Favor, which uh, allows him to imbue his attacks with um, extra radiant damage. And so a soft uh, kind of light starts to, I don't know, maybe radiate, maybe? I don't know. Absolutely. (laughs) Radiate from his armor. And so that's a bonus action spell. And so he's also then going to point towards Bruval and cast Sacred Flame on Bruval. Excellent. So there's a, the rattling of the wagon, uh, the noise, the screaming of the horses and the, the, um, the humans being thrown down, the war cries of the goblins. It's a, a, the din of battle surrounds you and you take a moment to hold your holy symbol and it seems that all is dulled and quiet around you as you mutter your prayer and you're imbued with the holy light. You begin to glow and particularly the already glowing tip of your glaive glows brighter in the night and then you point it forward and cast Sacred Flame against mm-hmm. Bruval. Yep. What does that do? Uh, so I, I believe it's I have to do a ranged uh, spell attack. Yeah, sure, go uh, for it. Should I play my radiance? No, sorry. Um, the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. Is it dexterity? Uh, yes, dexterity. I got a 17. He avoids oh, the flame that rains down. Yeah, he, no, that beats my... Uh, he does a battle roll and avoids um, the flame that leaps down. But you are now glowing. 
Aylan, feeling a little jealous uh, of your glowing, uh, pops the wings of the protector ASMR um, out of his back and again summoning on his sorceress energy, holds his arms up, his two hands up, and fires a pair of witch bolts at Bruval. Oh, does very well. He hits with both of those. So, he holds his hands out and two beams of crackling blue energy lance out towards the creature, forming a sustained arc of lightning between him and Bruval. Uh, so the two lines of electricity arc out and slap into Bruval's chest. Was that, um, was that flame damage? Yeah. From electricity. What's, what was it? No. We're not doing those jokes anymore. Uh, denied. Request denied. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty joke. <laughs> uh, snatch. I'm going to reach into my pack and I want to pull out a flask of oil and a rag and I want to stuff it in, set it on fire and throw it at one of the wargs. Okay. Can you do? Do you think you do all of that in one round? Probably not. But that's I, what I would say. Do. You pull out, and um, you actually manage to make yourself um, two Molotov cocktails, yeah. uh, which you sit in front of you. But then you also realise that you don't have a flame. Um, I got a tinderbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Snack spends the whole combat trying to light a fire. Oh my god! Seriously, guys. Seriously, it's really windy, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, this is much harder than I thought it would be. Do you oh, on a tinderbox? Do you swipe it left or right? Or like. Hey. That's a match. I think, like with a real life tinder, you just hit it as many fucking times as you can. Uh, Ariki. Ariki's pretty pissed at Bruval. She's really feeling like he's taken this a bit too much to heart and like really could have been more generous to our situation as well. And so feels the need to viciously mock um, his, his carapace and wings. Don't forget his big red butt cheeks. His big red butt cheeks big in there. Baboon as, ass. Yeah, his yeah. big baboon ass in there as well. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Got a hoops like a goat. It yeah, wants to work. So, Shut up, I do a lot of squats. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never miss leg day. <laughs> so he's within 60 feet, right? He's he is so much in 60 feet. So he's gonna. I, yeah, anyway, so Ariki says. Um, You've turned into a bat, but you've forgotten your roots, and I'm going to take your integrity or something. Oh, that was vicious. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah. Lucky I'm immune to fire. And also plays on her loop and beats her drum while she does that. Um, and then. You ordered the lamb roast, am I right? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Ouch! Yeah. I felt that in my testicles. <laughs> yeah. If the target can hear you, though it needs not understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll 
it makes before the end of its next turn. I think when the card says the creature doesn't need to understand you, it, it means more about languages rather than what the in, where the insult was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you think yeah. that that's yeah. mean yeah. to me, but I Yeah, yeah, so a, um, Why? a wisdom saving throw. He fails. Yes! Three! Yeah, you viciously mock him and you do that excellent attack, but you also add on, you're a bad dad. Yeah. And he yeah. grabs his head on <laughs> either side and screams um, in the psychic agony um, and is disadvantaged. All good? All good. Oh, um, I also will use, I believe I get a free action when I inspire someone, right? Seeing that uh, Alan might need a bit more of a, a help with his magic, Ariki continues from the vicious mockery and starts playing a more inspirational tune on, on her loop and throws a d6 to Aelan and says, catch. <laughs> Thank you. I Just what I needed. Yeah. Um, Bruval flies over um, the top of the wagon and uh, from his hand he holds out two outstretched fingers and two beams of fire leap from his outstretched fingers and burn their way along the logs trying to catch Alan at the same time. Um, that fire? Yes. Can't by any chance use a reaction just to whip up the two Molotov cocktails into the fire, can I? <laughs> Absolutely you can. Absolutely. Taking the opportune moment, and it's actually because the logs are stacked up, it's actually quite high, so you have to, t you, you snatch the two um, oh. Molotov cocktails and turn and do a specky on the logs. Uh, you jam your foot halfway into the, the stacked logs and leap up holding the two Molotov cocktails and as the flame um, traces its way along the logs you catch both of them alight um, and they are ready to be thrown. Uh, awesome, because I was just reading about how long it was actually going to take me to light fire. When you did that I was like, yes! Uh, did you say fire? Um, the flame scorches in one of them, hits Alan. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, it does hit him. It scorches Alan and his robe catches fire, and he has to stop concentration on his witch bolt to pat out the flames. Um, so he stops casting at um, Bruval, but also you hear um, a creak and the snap of ropes holding the logs on top of the wagon um, and he flies towards the front of the wagon and lands between Maverick and Beshed. Sorry, who does? Bruval. Bruval does. Okay. Um, the spiked devils uh, behind you, um, their wings pop out and they billow up but as they do their long serpentine tails flick underneath them and a series of spikes detach and fly towards uh, the back of the um, of the wagon and towards you all. Um, one strikes into your back snatch as you specky up to light your molotovs. How much for? Ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> totally worth it. It was totally worth it. And you take three points of damage. Yeah, totally worth it. Uh, it only um, just sticks its way through your armor into your back. Um, Still, ow. Ouchies. 
two fly at uh, Brackeye and thud either side of him, but miss. And one flies into a Riki, doing five points of damage as it buries into your thigh. Oh, ouch. Uh, the other um, spined devils swoop back towards the remaining four humans on the wagon, on the length of the wagon, and they swoop in, but they're much, these are much tougher. Uh, woodsmen and are more ready and only one of them is picked up so um, three of them fly in one on one and they're batted away by the humans but the last one is picked up by two of them and as you uh, you hear his cry as you look up and he's um, so they grab him and they billow their wings to stop themselves and you see him dragged across the front of you barely missing Alan as he disappears into the darkness behind you um, and the uh, spine devils swoop around him. Gavin! Um, <laughs> the, um, the wargs ride up alongside uh, the wagon, uh, and the goblins on the back of them begin to clamber up onto the side of the wagon, and they begin to hack down at the wheels. Brackeye. Oh. Wow, there's a lot going on. Brackeye, in a state of rage, um, Seeing the goblins and their warg riders come closer to the wagon, like jumping onto the wagon, he, he with his great sword still drawn, having seen Bruegel fly from the background, turns around on his left shoulder and, sorry, left arm knee, and overhead swipes, still in his frenzy, recklessly attacking Gobbo, who's closest to him, hacking sure. at the rear wheel. Yeah. 20! Yeah, man. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is 2d6 plus 5, so that's uh, 7 plus 5 is 12. 12. 12. 12 plus the critical. 9 plus 5 again is 14, so that makes it 26 points of damage. Uh, the goblin uh, steps up and stabs his short sword down towards the, the wheel, trying to jam it into the mechanism. And as he does, uh, looks up just in time to see your sword swing in a horizontal arc and smoothly behead the creature. And you manage to stop the momentum just before it uh, stabs into the logs and, and bring your bloodied sword back as his headless corpse topples from the side of the wagon. Does his body get caught in the wheel? Absolutely, yeah. it does. <laughs> and so. not even like just underneath, yeah. like gets like, just like a full like, circle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, speed. Would you and then goes <laughs> flying out the top. <laughs> Would you say that there's like sprays of blood coming off yeah, of that? Green yeah, green blood fountains yeah. in the air. Um, but it's, it, yeah. Brackeye gets to make another attack because he only he took him out with his first attack, yep. and he's taken him down. That was a crit, so he gets to second attack on the next goblin along the line. It's mm-hmm. like whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> twenty. That's a hit. Just a normal twenty, not a sweet, sweet one. Thirteen points of damage. So goblin number two. Having slain the first one, you step uh, one foot out uh, onto the mechanism behind the wheel and stab forward to the uh, edge of your reach, and the tip of your weapon just pierces the throat of the next goblin. And again, you rip it out and pull uh, his larynx out, and clutching his throat, he falls to the wagon bed. Um, Like the horse. 
Um, <laughs> but as he does, he reaches up and tries to grab onto the log in one of the top, uh, halfway along, and as he, he grabs onto it, you see it shake a little bit as the wagon bumps along down the road. Um, Thandor. So, Bruvel's made his way to the front of the the cart, yeah? He's near... He's, near he's in between Beshed and... And Maverick. Yeah. Where's so, Goose? Yeah, where's Goose? <laughs> Goose is sat next to Maverick, clearly. <laughs> Goose has got the reins. Goose is holding the reins. Goose yeah. is operating the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> with just his bill, just like pushing it in with his bill. Has, has Goose got a little like pilot's cap on yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a Biggles hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. goggles. Yeah. yeah. yeah when so we say he's operating the pedals, do you mean that Maverick's like stamping down on his back and he's like... Uh, so, uh, Thandor, kind of realising that Maverick's the one that's, like, controlling this whole thing, he may need a bit of a hand. He's going to climb up over the, the logs and start making his way towards the front of the, the cart, wagon, whatever it is, and is going to leap off the logs, bringing down his glaive onto um, Bruval and is going to attempt to do a pushing attack as well. Nice. Cool. So, Can you do... Uh, yeah, what, do you, what, what yeah. would you like me to do? Yeah. Uh, athletics or acrobatics to clamber up and get there? I'll go athletics. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you s- <laughs> <laughs> That's a two on the die, and that would mean that I rolled a six in total. You can attack with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, um, so, like a, a dickhead, he just keeps on uh, going tri- tripping and slipping and being like, oops, sorry, <laughs> why am I talking to a log? I don't know. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, a... that was bad between two bad options, really. <laughs> well, I rolled, I rolled a four, and because of disadvantage, I rolled a two as well. So either way, either way, this, this is not going great. So you no. scramble up and past Alan, and you run along, um, but you try and set your feet in the logs to attack. But as you do, the log beneath you slips and begins to roll off the side of the moving wagon. Your uh, blow goes amiss, um, but the the log with a cracking sound rolls off the side, and you see Alan uh, roll the opposite way onto the remaining logs as the log rolls off the side of the cart and with an almighty crash crushes six uh, the five goblins on Ooh, that, that side kind of worked out. Um, and crunches <laughs> down on the wargs that are running alongside. Oh, thank you Tempest for uh, helping me out on that one. Jeez. Think it was more like Lady Luck, nothing to do with Tempest. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll beg to differ on this that This is one. no time for theological discussions. <laughs> There's always time for a theological discussion. Oh my god! <laughs> Um, Alan, uh, hoping to stop Bruval as well, uh, holds out his hand and fires a ray of frost at uh, Bruval. Which one? Um, awesome. Uh, a ray of frost flies <laughs> past. I'm going to stab you in the kidneys, Bruval, who uh, quickly just sort of leans backwards as the ray um, skims past him. Snatch. You uh, okay. Two Molotov cocktails in hand. Yeah. Okay. Which um, are burning very quickly. Oh, all right. Well, then I'll just have to get rid of both of them. Um, I'm 
So the opposite side of the wagon where the log just rolled off, there's still wargs and goblins? There's three goblins left at the front and there's wargs running alongside. Do the wargs have goblins on them? No. Oh, alright, well they're They've not going to do anything to us, so I'm going to I'm gonna walk up to the nearest goblin and just smash both Molotov cocktails on the side of his head. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I'm not thinking. You, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I look, I look at the Molotov cocktails, <laughs> and rather than and throw like, them, I just walk up, and like hopping them, like they're yeah, yeah. hot, like juggling them. You spin past Brackeye, who's standing on the side of the flatbed, and you're like, what? The <laughs> and then you run up and smash them against the Coplin. Master um, assassin, you are. Master assassin. Uh, okay. You're not always graceful, but as long as the results are so same. Make a melee attack. Is a fire alarm. Oh just one. Just one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's a five on the die. Uh, so it's seven. Seven to hit. Seven to hit. Yeah. Uh, you stumble forward, uh, spin past Brackeye uh, with with great. Uh, Agility, um, but then there's a, a, a chip or a, a twig of wood that's sticking out the side of one of the trees, and you trip over <laughs> and smash down onto the two Molotov oh, no. cocktails. So, um, oh, God. <laughs> you take the Molotov cocktail damage, so 2d6, I'm guessing. Yeah. Burning child, man. Six. And you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And as you do, um, the side of the stack of logs begins to catch fire as the oil drenches them next to you. So the wagon is on fire now, the logs are on fire, uh, and you are on fire. (laughs) Everything's on fire. That went exactly how I planned it. Don't worry, everyone. Don't worry. Ariki. Where would you say I, I was in relation to the other goblins? So they're at the front of yeah. the wagon. So the wagon's like that. You're in the back. So they're on one side at the front. Oh, okay. At the front three wheels. Ah, okay, so I have to run over there. So you want to make an acrobatics check? Yeah. Uh, eight. An eight? Yeah. Uh, you scramble <laughs> along. Um, you're not able to get to where you want to be, but you're close enough to hit the three goblins. Mm. I draw my sword and attack one of the goblins. Okay, yep. 16! Plus five, so 21. You hit the goblin with your rapier? Okay, cool. Uh, I do 1d8 plus three. uh, That's a one plus three, so four. You stab into the goblin and he squeals in pain and turns towards you brandishing his short sword. Um, you see uh, Bruvel dodge the, um, the ray of frost from Alan and laugh as he grabs Beshhead by the throat and lifts her up in his left hand. And he turns to Maverick Mock and looks him in the eye and whispers a command word. And Maverick Mock, his eyes go blank and he stands up and steps off the side of the wagon. Oh, no! Um, and Goose, squawking, flaps off the side ah, of the wagon. Ah, not Goose! Uh, as he sticks, takes one step forward and hangs Beshed out uh, over the rumbling wheels on the left side. Um, oh, oh, Maverick! We only knew such a short time. So who's still on the back? Snatch and Brackeye? Snatch, you take eight points of damage as three of the spined uh, devils fly in and stab at you with their trident. Ah, oh, wait a hit a halfling when he's down. What do you want? 
uh, 11 hit points now, and I'm still on fire. And I'm on fire. two others flap in towards Brackeye. One of them hitting you and doing three points of damage. As he stabs into you, you roar in pain. The other five swoop in and um, the remaining three woodsmen are standing astride the logs and they chop down two of them uh, as they swoop in and try and fly past. They just swing their axes with um, the skill of a woodsman and, and chop down two of the spined devils. Brackeye, you have um, two spine devils next to you. Wow. Brackeye will attempt to... Well, he's, he, he can do nothing but take down whatever's in front of him, and he's in the middle of a rage. And Two enemies have just flanked him, so he's going to take a swipe at the one on his left, closer to the unsteady logs. And it's going to be a reckless attack also. 22. That's it. That's it. 26 plus 5, that is 13. You chop down the spine devil in front of you um, with a, an almighty blow. You just cleave its head in half and it drops um, to the ground beside the wagon, um, nice. smacking into a warg, and it yelps as it runs off into the dark. Oh, just, did, I, did I just kill that beast? You did. That means I get another attack! You. Uh, yeah, two 15s. Um, advantage did nothing. Nothing! <laughs> 22, again. That is it. 11 points of damage. Yeah, you spear the next one with your sword. You just uh, run it through, impaling it, and then whip it off again into the wheels of the cart. And it crunches underneath uh, as the the wagon uh, rockets on down the hill. And as it flies along, you see a clearing off to the right of the wagon. Uh, and in that, there are a series of horses you recognize from the previous... Um, wagon, which set off from the village earlier uh, than you. Oh. Uh, and as you notice this, there's a jolt as the wagon drops and the decline of the hill increases quite exponentially and you feel the wagon begin to rattle and move faster than it was before and you hear the panicked screams of the horses oh, at shit. the front Unhitch of the, horses. the wagon. Can everyone make a dexterity save for me? I don't know what to do. Yeah, this is I the don't last know what to do anymore. Die. I'm like, I'm, I'm oh. in panic, man. I'm panicking. I rolled a one, but I'm lucky, apparently, even though I'm on fire and have been shot in the back by about four That's spine guards. Pretty goblins. fucking lucky, man. Some people would, you know, kill for a hot breakfast and you're on fire. It's like, <laughs> you know, can't you bless him? I only got a five. Is it a, was it a dexterity? Yeah. Uh, okay, 25. I got, you a, are, I got a 20. You are standing nice. just... Oh, you got a 20. You yeah. got a 20. Do you, you not know the rule, Jack? I did. I yelled it. No one let I did not hear it. I, I think you yelled it. Well, you know, he didn't it, go right? up enough. He didn't go... 20! 20! Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I would have heard that. Yeah. I got 11. Yeah, 9. 9, nine. is what I had. Um, okay. So you're knocked prone in the tray at the back. Wacky do. That all rolled a 5. Um, Thandor's rushing forward to try to save Beshed and he, um, as the wagon jolts uh, and tips forward, 
he falls forward and tumbles past the um, driver's seat and lands on the traces and strapping that holds the horses in the front and you're hanging down between the galloping horses as the wagon begins I'm, to I'm gain. Not, I'm not even on the wagon anymore, is no, that what you're, you're telling me? you're ahead of the wagon <laughs> on the uh, horses. So you tumble, you lose your footing and just tumble forward and roll off and you just manage, the, the ground is rushing beneath you like a foot away from your face as you hang on to the horses who are Patty. This isn't helping! You're still you glowing. You're still uh, glowing. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Um, I might be pregnant, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, your go, Thandor? Uh, yeah, great. Um, well, I'm going to try and get the fuck out of this. So, I'm dangling with my face like a foot away from the, the ground. Yeah. Um, like, and my feet are snagged or something? No, you like, just like, so there's like a long beam that runs out in front of the wagon where the horses are hitched to and there's yeah. um, eight horses, two like in pairs and yeah. you're at the you're between the back pair on the beam sort of hanging over this like leather strapping that holds the horses in and you can see the ground rushing beneath you and the, um, the bulldozer blade at the front of the wagon is just behind your feet. Sounds so inviting. The pilot seat is just behind. <laughs> that where Bruval looks at you and laughs as he holds Beshed over the edge by her throat. You're Mad Max in Fury Road. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, that makes Brekai Furiosa. <laughs> <laughs> Moral yeah. dilemma, Thandal. Yeah, Moral dilemma. What do I do? What do I do? Well, oh, fuck. Save one or save many? <sighs> Come on, mate, he's, he's, he's not hey all by himself out there. Hey, Greg. Um, I guess there's there's only one option. I'm right here. I've got to unhitch the horses and, I guess, try and get back onto the wagon. Don't hate the player, bro. Hate the dice. No, I'm going to hate the DM. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, e- it's easy to fall off the wagon, Danny. The key <laughs> is getting back on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> try and cut the horses free. I'm going to... Uh, like they're you, you horses, who gives a fuck? You... If they get crushed, what do I really care? But, like... <laughs> you look behind you and you can see this long um, pole which holds the horses to yeah, yeah. affixed to the front of the bulldozer blade by a, um, <laughs> like a pin. So you can pull that out and yeah, yeah, yeah. the horses will get free or you can try and get back on the wagon. You can well, do whatever you want. I imagine you don't have long to... No, and as as I said, well, I guess I'm gonna unhitch and try and make my way so back. Athletics home. or acrobatics? Gonna be athletics. Go on then. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Come on, mate. Pace, I, pace, I pace, pace. Yeah, well, this is this is like the most important role. Meet, of... meet your maker <laughs> eagerly. <laughs> You're a tempers, war. tempers. Don't fail me now, please. Fuck. That's eleven. Uh, you manage to spin around on your belly and shimmy back along the pole um, and you grab onto the um, the bulldozer blade and lean down and uh, pull the pin on the... Uh, what the fuck is that called? The tracer or the... The, the, the horse horses. stuff. Um, and the, the horse connector. I believe it's called a horse stick. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the pin on the horse stick uh, and as you do, you see the uh, leather straps holding the horses on break away from the central stick as it falls underneath the wagon and the traces of horses peel off on either oh. side and you're left hanging on the front of the wagon. Damn. Um, so that's Thandor's 
That's the end of turn, absolutely. I've done like fuck all all in this one. You unhitched the horses and saved the party. Um, Alan um, spreads his wings and flies alongside of the wagon uh, to the left side and Shaka's Bar unleashes a um, burning hands which engulfs the three goblins uh, and they are set on fire screaming they leap from the side of the wagon I'm okay in that oh, no, I'm not caught in no, that you're, he's, okay. uh, Thanks, he's hovering above you you see um, his robes billow out behind him and his uh, stockinged legs flash in the light of uh, his light spell snatch uh, I think always one for self preservation and being on fire <laughs> Always not for being on fire. <laughs> well, I see how that uh, the ambiguity of that yeah. syntax. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, not ambiguous, it was pretty clear. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm used to this. I'm, I'm a stuntman in my spare time. I'm going to stay on fire, but I'm going to pull out that fucking potion of greater healing that I got oh. off Vernon and down that. Um, how does that sound? Yeah. <laughs> Classic snatch. Classic snatch. So that's 4d4 plus 4. Damn. Yeah. Solid. 4, 3, 7, plus 3, 10, plus 3, 13, 17 hit points. Back up to full, motherfucker! Nice. The 28. I'm still on fire. Big time. 28. Yeah, 28. I love that. Still. <laughs> My, yeah, my whole action, it just snatches kind of like this devil spines poking out of his back, his cloak's on fire, uh, he's yeah got Molotov cocktail dripping all down the front of him, he's burning up the front, and rather than putting out the fire, he just like, healing potion, healing potion, healing potion. You smash that healing potion oh, yeah. like a solo, like yeah. a dude on a solo <laughs> ad. You just like pop the cap and chug that bad boy down, it's all running down your face and chest, but you don't, you just... Does that put out the fire a bit, or...? (laughs) For our international listeners, Solo is like a Vegemite-based soft drink. (laughs) For our international listeners, I strongly suggest YouTubing Solo advertisement, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Ricky. Okay, Uh, so Ariki's now near, is now at the front of the, the truck. Uh, no, she's almost at the front. Almost at the front. So Ariki and Snatch are standing on the left side, sort of halfway along the, the wagon. Uh, Alan's flying over the top of you. Uh, mm-hmm. There are three goblins just jumped off the side in front. And about ten feet ahead of you, Bruvel is holding Beshed over the edge. Uh, can she try to leap and tackle Bruvel? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do that. Uh, um, athletics? Uh, athletics, acro- and then um, do it athletics first. Can I make that acrobatic? Sorry, um, I said athletics. I'll do an athletics. Seventeen. Yeah, you leap cleanly uh, and make a melee attack. Eighteen. Yes. Uh, you leap towards him, and he just palms you off into oh. the driver's seat. He's holding the uh, best shed with his left palm. He just pushes you with his right. Uh, palm in the face. Can I roll to try and like land squarely in the seat? No. Oh. <laughs> um, he laughs at you again. He laughs at all of you and throws Beshed off the edge of the wagon. Oh. Uh, he throws her up in the air and she screams as she arcs through the air and then he turns 
to you, Ariki. And he utters a command word. Can you please make a wisdom save? Not generally my strength. You can't. <laughs> you mean brutal? Brutal. Yes, yes, brutal. So, can you come? 13. 13? Yeah. Uh, your eyes roll back in your head and all you hear is run away and you turn and leap off the other side. Oh my god, what is happening? And I think we will end the episode there. Oh my god! Oh my god! We could just do an extra long episode. No. Oh no, that's We'll just leave the episode there. Oh, I can't. That was episode 22 of Dice Paper Roll. Will our heroes survive as a party? Probably Will not. Will Ricky's song <laughs> live to sing another day? Beshed's definitely dead. I think we can all agree on that. But Ricky, who knows? <laughs> Fuck. Brutal. What a piece of shit. Tune in next week to find out all about the Tide 5 and maybe the Tide 4. Oh. It doesn't really have the same ring no, about no, it, does it's it? Rubbish. No, it's rubbish. rubbish. It's going to be a shit week. Oh, fucking mm. awful. Sucked in, listeners. Mm. You can thank Greg for that. Yeah. Please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> if you like this podcast. Tell us what you thought of the episode, guys. Tweet us, Facebook us, send us email at info at dicepaperroll.com. You know how to get in touch. We really would love to hear from you. We'll read it out on the show. Uh, and please just tell... Uh, people about the show that you think will listen to it word of mouth is super important uh, to how we grow I feel like most people have a friend called Alex if you find your friend called Alex and you tell him about the show that'll be good because we'll start with Alex and then we'll move on to people called like Brett B I don't want to get alphabetical yeah well I feel like that's probably Mm. a good way to do it we have a friend called Alex yeah Yeah. I have a friend called Alex do you have a friend called Alex yeah right do you no we we all do do. we do Alexander we do we all do yeah that's a podcast Mm. Hi Alex Boke And big shout out to Maverick Yeah good on you Maverick You did well You yeah, lasted yeah. an episode and a half yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping there'd be some like cool Like pulling the levers hey. and skidding down the mountain You might not be dead yet oh, I know, You never know not, We haven't seen a body that's the rule but <sighs> And he had a familiar Goose might have saved him Goose <laughs> yeah, might have saved him Do, do you think you do all of that in one round? Probably not. But that's I, what I would say do. you pull out and um, you actually manage to make yourself um, two Molotov cocktails, yeah. uh, which you sit in front of you, but then you also realise that you don't have a flame. Um, I got a tinderbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Snack spends the whole combat trying to light a fire. Oh my God, seriously, 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 seriously. Yeah, it's really well. windy, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, oh this is much harder than I thought it would do you be. Like, do you oh, fuck. On a tinderbox, do you swipe it left or right? Or like... Hey. 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 That's a match. Yeah.